Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 19th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Let's kick off this edition with some international news. On Thursday the 12th, the government of Spain handed over Claudia Patricia Diaz Guillén, who was wanted for money laundering, to the United States. Guillén and her husband were involved in a corruption scheme. She is best known as Chavez's nurse. In the Chavez administration, she was the treasurer of the nation, as well as the president's nurse in his last days. Guillén's defense attempted to bail her out, citing that she is not a flight risk since she has no money and is unable to return to Venezuela due to her life being in danger. On Tuesday the 17th, Vice President Delcy Rodriguez announced that the United States has eased its sanctions imposed on Venezuela. U.S. and European oil companies are now allowed to negotiate and reactivate their operations in Venezuela. Juan González, Joe Biden's top advisor to Latin America, warned that if there were no major changes in the Maduro administration, sanctions would be reinstated. After some media outlets published that Plataforma Unitaria, a group representing the opposition parties, was the one who requested the lifting of the sanctions, the group said that it was fake news. Gustavo Petro assured that in a recent interview with the Colombian newspaper El Tiempo, that Alex Saab is Colombian. He also stated that it was Saab who delivered the Petro video in 2018 to the Democrat Congresswoman Paloma Valencia. This was a controversial video in which Petro can be seen receiving bags filled with cash from the hands of Juan Carlos Montes, today a fugitive from justice. From Miami, Alex Saab assured that he has nothing to do with the video. Speaking of Colombia, at the border on Sunday the 15th, the Administrative Service of Identification, Migration, and Foreigners reactivated the stamping of passports for those traveling by land between Venezuela and Colombia. This measure was suspended at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020 because the border between both countries was closed. In addition to this, Gustavo Vizcaino, president of the Administrative Service of Identification, Migration, and Foreigners, announced on Tuesday the 17th that the service acquired new machinery that will allow the printing of around 25,000 passports per day and that it will start operating in August. Moving on to some local news, the dialogue between Chavismo and the opposition might resume in the last few days. Since Jorge Rodriguez, president of the National Assembly of Venezuela, posted a photo in his Twitter account of him shaking hands with Gerardo Blyde, one of the political leaders of Plataforma Unitaria. The Chavismo said that once again, for the dialogue to continue, Alex Saab must be released and be part of the negotiations. On Wednesday the 11th, Nicolas Maduro announced that public companies will now offer between 5% and 10% of their shares. The shares will be offered through the Caracas Stock Exchange to national and international investors. The companies that started offering its shares on Monday the 16th are the state-owned telephone companies CanTV and Movilnet, and oil and gas companies such as Pekiven. 
With these shares, Venezuela seeks to obtain capital to improve the companies without privatizing them. On Monday the 16th, Nicolás Maduro appointed a new Minister of Foreign Affairs, Carlos Farias, who had been Venezuela's ambassador to Russia for five years, will replace Félix Plasencia in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Plasencia has been Chancellor since August 2021. The National Assembly is currently discussing the International Cooperation Bill. This law would affect the NGOs that have proliferated in the country in recent years. According to this new bill, beneficiaries will no longer be anonymous and the state will monitor how NGOs are financed. In the same vein, the governor of Carabobo, Rafael Lacava, sued the NGO Provea, one of the oldest NGOs in the country, for defamation. This lawsuit not only affects Marino Alvarado, coordinator of Provea, but also priest Alfredo Infante of the Cumilla Center. Alvarado and Infante demanded the public prosecutor's office last year to investigate the more than 200 extrajudicial executions carried out by the Carabobo police under La Cava's command. On that note about non-governmental organizations, the NGO Access to Justice presented in its most recent report evidence that the country's justice system was politicized and corrupt. The report shows how the Venezuelan justice system has been used to punish and repress people who were against socialism since the first years of the government of the late Hugo Chavez. In the state of Zulia, in the western part of the country, the Venezuelan Federation of Chambers of Commerce and Production of the region warned that production in the state could be completely paralyzed in the next few days due to the shortage of diesel oil and the breakage of the dam in the south of the lake, which has caused floods, agricultural activities are at a high risk. The paralysis of the agricultural sector might cause a domino effect, bringing the other sectors to a standstill. In economic news, among the agreements between Venezuela and Iran, the state-owned National Iranian Oil Engineering and Construction Company recently signed a contract for more than $100 U.S. million with the Venezuelan government. With this contract, the Iranian company will repair and begin operating in El Palito Refinery, located in western Venezuela. On Friday the 14th, Venezuela asked Qatar to work together on the four projects proposed through the United Nations Industrial Development Organization. With these projects, Venezuela seeks to increase the production of agricultural and biological inputs for fertile soils as well as to create a biocontroller laboratory in Venezuela. Moving on to some news on health, during the course of 2021 and 2022, an increasing number of cases of diphtheria and polio in children have been reported. Maria Eugenia Landaeta, head of infectious diseases at the University Hospital of Caracas, said that if vaccination campaigns are not encouraged, epidemics will break out. The same alert was also issued by the World Health Organization and the Pan American Health Organization. Meanwhile, hundreds of parents cross daily from Venezuela to Colombia to vaccinate their babies against rotavirus, pneumonia, and HPV, among others. 
People need to vaccinate their children abroad because, in Venezuela, the access to vaccination is not guaranteed since health centers do not have a vaccine supply schedule. On Sunday the 15th, workers of Parque del Este in Caracas reported a massive proliferation of rats. In a video posted on Instagram, rats can be seen eating the food that was meant for other animals. Health experts said that if the proliferation is not controlled, there's a greater chance of citizens getting infected. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you like our updates? Tell your friends. You don't? Tell us how we can get better. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschachvenezuela and Twitter at rorschachv. Hasta la próxima.